This morning, our reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. At the conclusion of the reading, you will be invited to affirm these words for us today. I will lead us by saying this is the word of God for the people of God, and you will be invited to respond. Thanks be to God. Hear now God's word for us this day. This is what Isaiah, Amos's son, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of the mountains. It will be lifted above the hills. Peoples will stream to it. Many nations will go and say, Come, let us go up to the Lord's mountain, to the house of Jacob's God, so that he may teach us his ways and we may walk in God's paths. Instruction will come from Zion, the Lord's word from Jerusalem. God will judge between the nations and settle disputes of mighty nations. They will beat their swords into iron plows and their spears into pruning tools. Nation will not take up sword against nation. They will no longer learn how to make war. Come, house of Jacob, let's walk by the Lord's light. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is the first Sunday in Advent, and as we enter into this season, we listen for the voices of hope that are reminding us that we are coming into a time of waiting and preparation. For early Christians, the season of Advent reflected the season of Lent, and that's why they chose the color purple, as a reminder that in this season, they too were preparing their hearts through fasting and penitence for the miracle that would come on Christmas morning. In modern times, we have maintained the practice of preparing for Christmas in the Advent season, even though it often looks a little different. In modern times, we prepare for Christmas by shopping and decorating and hosting parties and attending concerts and squeezing every last festive minute out of the season. Well, at least that's how things were before 2020 struck. In the last eight months, we have learned that this year is anything but typical between a global pandemic, natural disasters, social distancing, nothing seems ordinary about Advent this year. That can feel very sad. It can bring grief. It can make us feel hopeless, like all is lost because things are not as they have been. And yet even in this time, God continues to call us into a space of waiting, God continues to speak to us words of hope that wherever we find ourselves in this present moment, God is working. God is painting before us a hopeful future. God is sending God's Son into the world to bring us grace and salvation. This year, perhaps more than any other, we understand what it means to hope hope for something so deeply, to hope for Christmas, to hope 
for a vaccine, to hope for whatever normal looks like to return. In this time, as we wait in hope, maybe, just maybe, we can begin to see the ways that God is working in us and in our world to prepare us for the blessing that is coming. In the Advent season, we mark each Sunday by lighting a candle. And today, we light the first candle, a candle of hope. As we see the light of that candle beckoning us into the season, we begin to wonder, where is our hope? What is it we're hoping for this season? What does God hope for us? Hope is a powerful feeling. It's a reminder that wherever we find ourselves in our present circumstance, there is always possibility in the future. In our scripture reading this morning, we heard a voice of hope from the Hebrew Bible, the prophet Isaiah. While today's reading may seem idyllic with all of its talk about peace in the world and nations ceasing to study war, the truth is the book of Isaiah as a whole can speak to hope because it doesn't just speak about visions of the future world. It speaks to present suffering. In fact, what makes Isaiah such a wonderful prophet to read in this season as we await the birth of Christ is that Isaiah speaks to the reality of the people of Judah and Jerusalem and reminds them and us that even though we may suffer now, God desires for us a more hopeful future. Maybe that is why the words of Isaiah are called forward into so many of the narratives of Jesus' birth. Perhaps the timeless nature of this deep image of hope is why the gospel writers chose words such as the ones out of chapter 11. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Or the wolf shall live with the lamb, and a little child shall lead them. Or the words out of the seventh chapter, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which we know means God with us. Yes, in the book of Isaiah, these words were spoken to an audience that lived 700 years before Jesus was born, and yet these words and this thread of hope that is established speaks beyond that time and that space. It speaks into the time when people were looking and searching and awaiting the incarnation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And it speaks to us now as we are in this season of Advent, remembering that we await the second coming of Christ. Professor Christine Roy Yoder, in speaking of this passage out of Isaiah, says that Isaiah summons us in these days to a new and vibrant hope, a hope on the move, a hope that grabs hold of our lives, gives us momentum and power, and moves us ahead on the journey to God's future. 
The prophet reminds us that Advent is as much about what we watch for as how we wait. She goes on to describe Advent as being poised on a threshold between what is and what could be. And as much as we want to walk and cross over that threshold, which carries us from where we are into God's brilliant future, we are aware that our feet are weighted down by the mud and the muck of the present. The mud and the muck of the present. By war, by violence, by hate, by suffering. And yet, she says, the voice of Isaiah in this scripture is calling us, inviting us, pulling us to walk through anyways. Let us walk by the Lord's light, the prophet beckons. Indeed, this is the invitation of Advent. As we await the coming of Christ, we do not stick in the present. We do not admit defeat under the realities of our world. We do not throw up our hands, even in 2020. We proclaim the hope that we continue to find time and time again in God time and time again in Jesus Christ, who is being born into our world. As people of faith, as people who accept the invitation of Advent, we work and we live into the vision God has given us to change weapons of war into tools of peace. This Advent is going to be an advent unlike any other. And we acknowledge that with that, there comes a sense of loss and a sense of grief, a sense of anger and frustration, and yet even in the midst of our present circumstances and all that we feel, we acknowledge that there is the tug of hope beckoning us to see the world with new eyes, to live in a new way. Advent is not about passively letting life happen to us until Christ comes again. Advent is about walking the light of Christ into the world as it dawns upon us. It's about going out into the world and looking for signs that God is working. It's about listening to the stories and voices around us and in hearing them saying, look, there is God. There is God speaking to us about what could be. I know that this Advent season is not like any we've seen, but I give thanks for the unusual way 2020 has brought us into this space. I give thanks that we have this opportunity to hear many different voices proclaim and witness to God's work in the world. I give thanks for our local congregations joined together in our common work and ministry. I celebrate the good news that comes through our churches and through our people that goes out in our communities that doesn't hold God's light to ourselves but lets it shine brightly. I thank God that in this difficult time we can look to one another 
to be reminded of a hopeful future, to look for that deep, true grace that is born out of suffering. This Advent season, it is my prayer that we may show the world that a day is coming when God will teach all nations the way of peace and that we can live in a way that witnesses to what life can look like when it's lived in the Lord's light. In this season, this Advent time, this space of waiting, may we be people of hope. May we hear the voice of Isaiah. May we see the mountain of the Lord and may we believe it and proclaim it. It is my hope this Advent season that we might model our lives and our work after these words of Nelson Mandela. Make choices that reflect our hopes and not our fears. May we go on this first Sunday of Advent to reflect hope and not fear, to make choices that glorify God, to prepare our hearts for the beauty that is dawning in our world, and to remember that we are never alone. God is with us now and forever. Thanks be to God. Amen.